Audio sounds great. This is probably the first time your audio sounds great. <laughs> this is the first time my audio sounds great. I appreciate you. <laughs> How many more mics do we have to buy? <laughs> These are great mics, actually. These are good mics. If you're ever looking to start your own little podcast or big podcast, even the Sure S, I don't even know what the name is. USB, Sure USB mic. All right, what's your um, surprise? No, I think we should give fans something they have never gotten before. I've gotten a lot of requests that. Um, we should start to make ASMR videos of you reading SKUs from the catalog. Mm -hmm. So we could try that right now if you wanted. Okay. If you don't can, want this, you can... Um, wait, can you get the mic closer to you? You can... Okay. No, this, no, it's got to get really close. It's literally yeah. touching my lip. Perfect. Okay. Can you go to this? Can you go to the... Are you more of an S, Sanmar or an SNS guy? I think Sanmar is going to be good. Okay, sandmar.com. All right, let's type in, uh, let's see. Hmm, Port and Company. That's, that's going to, Port and Company. <laughs> um, okay. okay, Bruce, you can start to read off. It's the first yeah, row? Start, just start the first row, but just go slow. TW20, Port Authority Microfiber Fitness Towel. Can you, you need to like. Is that good? No, it's got to be like PC 5400. All right, we'll give you a week to try it out. <laughs> um, didn't work today. Bruce <laughs> ASMR reading Sandmar catalogs, but we might, have to up, we might have to up the gain on the mics. Um, <laughs> we might have to get you a new mic for that, producer Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I am not buying any more equipment. I just, it barely even works as it is now. So, hey. We've got a quick word from our awesome sponsors. First up, we've got Multicraft. Ferg, have you heard of Multicraft underscore daddy? I have now. Uh, if you need ink supplies or a daddy, Multicraft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years provides you with top brands at competitive prices. Mention the Printavo podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. Go check out Multicraft, Multicraft underscore daddy. His page is growing. I check in with him every week. I think he's got like 340 followers now and he's loving it. So <laughs> thanks, Dave Eggers. Yeah, Dave's great. Second up, we've got Graphic Source, specializing in high quality production, ready art and dedicated staffing solutions for decorators around the world. Um, the rest of this blurb is pretty good, but honestly, can you just say how you use Graphic Source in two sentences, Farrag, in your shop? I don't have an art department, so I use GraphX. Um, they handle all of our production art, whether it's steps, mockups, digitizing, vectoring, you name it. They are in our Printavo as well, um, so their team is is embedded with us. Um, you'll work with Nick, Lucas, Brent, and an awesome artist. Actually, they're opening up an art, an accredited art academy in Honduras, so they can continue training more and more artists. They are crushing it. So. Thanks, GraphX. Cool. Thanks, GraphX. Next up, Supa Color. So we've got a new coupon code. They are the world's best heat transfer. They were created with the mission for making high quality heat transfers super fast and super easy. So anyone with a heat press can become a professional printer. Um, it's not just for small shops. I see a lot of huge shops using Supa Color now as well, and it's incredible to watch them grow. 
They make it easy for placing orders. Their pricing is transparent on the website and uh, they can be pressed on almost any fabric. Supercolor gives you the means to grow so you can focus on what you do best. Use this code, by the way, Printavo for 10% off all orders. Whoa. So use Printavo, 10% off all your orders on Supercolor. That is awesome. Thanks, Rum and Supercolor. I think it was Supercolor's birthday. So happy birthday, Supercolor. Thanks for giving us that coupon code. It'll work for any customer, new or old, I think one time. Um, thanks, Rum, for doing that. That's really Wait, kind. No, I think it's I think it's forever. That would be nuts. Uh yeah, anyone. Ten percent off Just use the print- to anyone, even if they have an account. Or is okay. it once or well, everyone, when you order from Supercolor this week, use the Printavo uh, <laughs> yeah. coupon code so Rum can hit us up and be like, holy cow, wow, it worked, um, and is continuing to be an amazing sponsor on the pod. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And last but not least, we've got Easy Way. Go ahead. You shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy Way's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. We use Easy Way in our shop every day, 842-701. Um, best stuff out there. Thanks, Alex and the team at Easy Way. All right, back to the episode. Hey, pronouncers, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo. We tried ASMR. It didn't work. That's okay. We've got Mr. Stephen Farrag out of Campus Inc. We've got producer Chris listening in, helping us out, make sure things are recorded. (laughs) We've lost some podcasts. We have lost actually a good amount of podcasts. But, you know, I don't know. Like, this is the best tool. And we actually talked to a, a, like, professional podcaster we met at Matt Marcotte's wedding, actually. And he uses this tool, Riverside.fm, as well. So it was a casualty. Yeah, that was, I think, I think he put us at our table because he knew we were going to get giddy when he said he produces podcasts professionally. Yeah, they have a legit studio, and they've been doing some incredible things. Um, This episode is actually a little bit different uh, because I wanted to – I got a good question around mastering the art of fending off distractions. Uh, you mentioned that you park your phone down to put it down to actually work. Any other tips? So I was trying to think of all kinds of tips going through um, to, to be able to share. And hopefully you've got some too, but yeah, I want to just talk called, about this. You called me yesterday, I think, or I called you yeah. Um I gave you a call at five and said, and you're like, I'm so exhausted. Uh, yeah. cause you were on zooms all day, it was a day uh, of and Tuesdays a are my big zooms. zoom day. And we started talking about hacks and things we do for productivity. I've kind of felt like the last three or four weeks have been a whirlwind and I haven't gotten any quiet work done. Why is um, that? Cause the fundraising or just like hiring or what? Yeah, I've been in so many meetings. I can't get any rhythm. Like I've been in so many meetings um and I realized like I need to I think I was listening to the Pete Loveless podcast and he talked about chunking. Um mm. like chunking your meetings up and like how you should put them together so that you don't have like just these tiny meetings all week long. So Yesterday I sent, um, like a doc 
to our EA saying like, this is, these are my meeting preferences. I do not want to have any, like I want to have one production meeting on Monday mornings. And that's the only meeting I want on Mondays. Like I will not meet with anyone else. Mm -hmm. Cause like every Monday I have literally been on a call and just like putting out fires on a Monday leads to an awful Tuesday through Thursday through Friday. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. So how when do you, you put out the fires? Have, like, yeah. Like how many meetings would you do? Do you do in a typical week, Bruce? All right. Let me pull up my calendar actually real quick. Um, it's, so I use iCal and it's all blue. <laughs> I mean, I like to share this, but I don't think I should share this on here, but you know, between interviews, weekly meetings with, with different teams, one-on-ones, um, yeah, it's pretty heavy. I find I've only been able to get the work I need to get done either early before the day starts or after the day's over because it's really quiet. But, you know, meetings are kind of interesting because I was thinking about this too. Um, and what I was doing was trying to practice chunking. And so um, I've tried it two different ways. One way is I took the afternoons, which I found I'm most productive in the mornings, so I can just bang work out in the morning versus my focus level is like maybe half of what it is at one to call it five. I'll take one to five and do as many of those meetings there as possible. And then every day um, have the meetings in the morning. And then if anybody wants to book a time, they have my Calendly, which is Calendly dot com and you can send a link to somebody and they can self book on your schedule. But what you, you can actually set is the ability to only book in certain days of the week. So like, or, or times of the day. So I only set it. So vendors or any partners, things like that can reach out, but they can schedule it from one to five every single day. And then I tried to actually block out fully Friday. Um, yeah, so. no meeting Fridays. That's, I think do some you do companies that for just you that. or for your team? Uh, team. I think generally speaking, everyone likes to have a quieter Friday. It's really hard to like start something big and crazy on a Friday. Right. Yeah. Like, to, like it's, I don't know. I think it's a productivity thing of everyone's just kind of in their zone, getting their work done for the week, wrapping it up you know, um, what's funny is Carson in the stock market, they have like expiration on Fridays. So I got to say who Carson is for Carson's my wife. Um, and so in, in the, in the stock market, they have like these expirations and options are settling. I don't even know what it, what, what it is, but they're on, they're like on Friday afternoons. So like I'm winding down and they're like, what's going on in the stock market? You know, um, That's, that's how our relationship, (laughs) I don't know anything. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. I I don't, I don't like having busy Fridays. Didn't you just have a Friday where you could just crank, like you had a trip cancel or something? Yeah. You know what? Um, okay. So I was supposed to go on a, uh, uh, his friends, I'm in his wedding. His bachelor party was last Thursday and Friday. And so I was supposed to fly out Wednesday night. Um, and so I blocked off my calendars. Like, I'm just not going to be here Thursday and Friday. Um, Wednesday night, the flight like gets delayed an hour. And then, and then they say, you know, they come on and like, Oh, the flight is canceled. 
uh, we need to fly in apart from France. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, were you going to go to France? No, the, it was in uh, Portugal, but it was air France was the, uh, was the airline a weekend trip in Portugal. Nice. Well, it was four days, but longer weekend, longer weekend. But, um, cause the flights are, you know, 600 bucks or so. So, uh, cause people aren't flying internationally as much now, but I had the Thursday and Friday booked off. Like you could not book a, a thing on my calendar. So then I came home Wednesday night and then Thursday morning, I wake up like, all right, well, I mean, might as well work on some stuff. And it was so productive because first of all, everybody thought I was out and I didn't really be like, Hey, I'm actually here. And B I had no meaning. So I was just cranking on my to-do list. Like all the things that helped move the business forward. Some of the bigger projects I could do. I was able to spend all that time um, and just push forward. And it was awesome. It was crazy to the point where to your thing of no meeting Fridays, I was like, Oh shoot, I need to do that at least a day of the week and keep going that for keep pushing that forward. Yeah. I'm putting so, that on so tip the, number two, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to tally these up, see how many we get to tip number two. So the rule that I said was, cause we're meeting with a lot of outside vendors and inside vendor, like internal was Mondays are, you know, my day to get the week, what I want to do for the week and, and, and get really organized and, you know, try to tackle my big problems on Monday. So I get some momentum. I feel like trying to tackle a big task on a Monday and actually completing something feels really great. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I don't know. It's like running a marathon and having a good first mile. Like, damn, I feel good. Uh, then on Tuesday is very meeting heavy and it's all internal. So meeting with teams and going through updates and things that we have to do. Actually, I'm challenging my team to do the same because I feel like Monday hits you in the back of the head and you don't have time to really prep for a meeting, get your notes together. And what ends up happening is you have these longer meetings on Monday because you're not prepared for them and there might not be deliverables or action items ready to go. So it's like, have a fantastic Monday, getting yourself in a good spot. Tuesday, meet with your teams, um, do your internal meetings, whatever those might be. Um, and then Thursdays can be like external meetings, maybe with clients or vendors or new customers or reach out or whatever that might be. Um, but that way you have some continuity to say, okay, I have a big, I have a, a big meeting day and then I have a good work day. I have a meeting day and then I have a work day because you can't snap what, what ends up happening to me is if I have four meetings in a day in eight hours, those like 30 minute blocks between meetings, I'm just like going to get food real quick, walking around, nothing is getting done. Nothing. And so, that's actually, that's number three is what do you want to call it? Like the space between meetings is almost worthless time. It's just like burn time. Yeah. Um, the space between meetings are totally dead weight. You're not going to like snap into something and all of a sudden start working crazy. You're, you're going to be like scrapping to check your email, going to see what fires out, things like that. Yes. Um, Reducing those meeting gaps or spaces is so, so crucial. I, so, so what I, I tried to do is um, clump as many of the meetings, like it could be one chunk. on ones. Well, clump or chunk chunking is the, I think the problem of where they're spaced out all day, but clumping them together. Well, oh crap. Now I'm, now I'm confused. Okay. The point is, is get them all together as many as possible that you can do 
like one-on-ones is a great example. So one-on-ones with your direct team and maybe, you know, other times you actually brought this up a long time ago, which was like, just take people out to lunch randomly. Um, and those types of things, as many as possible, 30 minute, 30 minute, 30 minute, or 40 minute, 40, whatever it is that you feel like is enough time. And, uh, that's huge for me. It's in the afternoon and I try to do it on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, my mentor has said, and, and the book that I really like is called high output management. Um, fantastic book to read, but it says like one-on-ones are the most impactful way to make a difference for an employee in your company. If one-on-ones are like one of the most impactful ways. So being able to do those one-on-ones and really make a direct impact makes the employee feel good about themselves and really allows you to spend quality time. You could do that over a meal. I think lunch is fantastic, but every employee in the company needs to have some sort of one-on-one attention at least once a month, at least once a month. Um, whether it's, you know, a press operator or, you know, or, or your head of sales, having a one-on-one is so important. And then the other thing, so that, that's another tip. Uh, another tip is reduce like weekly meetings. Try to have like meetings every two weeks, you know, Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have to have a mon- a meeting every single Monday. It's like, what if we did it every other Monday? Could we still accomplish as much instead of just having a meeting to have a meeting? Right. I'm trying I don't to. Know, how do you do it with your? So how do you do it with your teams? I'm doing two things. One, um, direct team. So we're at 30. So it's a little bit tricky to do with every single person, but I'm trying to do direct team every other week, a one-on-one that's just to chat. I kind of just want to see how things are going, how life is going, you know, uh, what's up there. But then also I'm doing, um, a little bit more data review. So especially on the sales of success team or support team, pulling up examples of ways that we can improve and letting people self improve. So, Hey, look, if, uh, it's sales, how do we be able to get to a quota? Like if the quota is $3,000 or whatever it is, how do we be able to hit that? Um, looks like you're a little bit short. What do you think you could do? Could you follow up? Could you do X, Y, and let them totally focus on that? But <clears throat> yeah, I mean the I think the I think the one on ones are good. I don't want to hammer those too much because I think you just gotta you gotta block it off. It's easy to push them off. I will say that. Yeah, I think the other thing you can't do is push push one on one meetings off. It's easy for the manager, or the owner, but it's really hurtful for the employee because that means you find you're finding something that's more important, and they will never say. You know, sometimes I'll message someone on our team, be like, hey, can we push back our one-on-one? And of course they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. But really like you're starving that person for the attention that they need. Um, so I really try not to, I try to take them seriously and try not to cancel them. But um, I'm definitely a, a, an offender of that. I've, I've done that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I do that as well. Um, and need to definitely reduce that. It's one of my goals to not push it off as much. I think what happens is sometimes meetings get pushed back time-wise and there's nothing you can do, but, sure. um, what so, about the length of, what about the length of meetings, 30 minute meetings, hour long meetings, three hour meetings. So my thing with meetings is you need to come in prepared with a solution. I don't want like just to have one, just to talk about ideas. 
um, or, or like brainstorm stuff, like 99% of the time, it needs to have a pretty strict agenda and a solution for it. Now the weeklies, I've created this newer structure where we spend time in four different areas. For us, we talk about trade shows. We talk about sales. If it's, I'm going to shoot another sales team. We talk about sales and what our goal is for the month and how do we get there? Is there anything interesting other people have found to do that, that we can share around the room? Um, any process things that are problems that we need to fix? And um, then any open-ended type of stuff. Normally that fills up an hour pretty quick, but when projects come up, it's like, uh, you, you got to come in. If you're booking time and we're working together, you need to ha- you need to come in with a plan. Like I'm not going to spend the time to, to do the work to brainstorm in that meeting. Cause I think that's where it kills. Uh, Some, sometimes for me, uh, have you ever noticed there's like a project that people are constantly talking about and they'll talk about it so much that if everyone just hopped on a call, they could knock the whole thing out in an hour. (laughs) Yes. That's the flip side of it. Yeah, you're right. So I think sometimes like when you're pushing a project out and you're trying to get people to do it, sometimes what they just need to do is just be handheld and say like, let's hop on a call. We're going to do this together. All right, drive, you know, um, because then you get a lot of open-ended projects or people like, oh, it's sort of done or it's, it's not completely finished or we still have a couple more things to do. It's like, great, let's book time on Friday and let's do it together and let's get this to completion. Um, I think the core is the structure. It's got to go in yeah. with a rigid structure. And I think the, what happens is, is the repetition I found of the structure for uh regularly scheduled ones, that's where the, like it doesn't, the magic doesn't happen in the first, second, third, or maybe even fourth. But when people expect and know what's going to come up, they start to come up with ideas or thinking about it. And that's helped. All right. Um, okay. So the next thing I had is chumming waters with time. We, uh, I think this is something that actually we talked about last night was just like the boats going in reverse. And it's just like literally just like, like bubbles everywhere and it's not really, you're not really moving or doing anything. Um, and I think that happens like, I, I think it really depends on the person. For me, it happens a lot more in the afternoon where I could just end up staring at the screen or opening a new tab and just like being on Facebook or something that's just not helpful. Um, what I found is that when you realize you're chumming the waters that you have to do something to switch for me, it's switching work environments or it's playing some sort of like instrumental type music in the background and that refocuses my brain in. But gosh, you can blow so much time. Bruce, I don't think chumming the waters is the right term. <sighs> okay, what, what would you call it? It's a fishing practice of throwing ground bait called chum into the water to lure various marine animals, usually large <laughs> game fish, to a designated fishing ground. So the target animals are more easily caught by hooking or spearing. What's it called when your boat goes into a sandbar and you're just not moving, but you're spinning the propeller a lot? What's that called? Beaching? (laughs) (laughs) Bruce should not be operating a boat. I'm not a boating. I'm not a boating. You shouldn't be fishing, uh, (laughs) operating heavy equipment. 
Um, but you have this, Bruce, but you have this, right? Where you just know you're not being productive, but where you're your trying. boat is idling, like it's in neutral and there's a motor running, but it's not actually moving, I, like I think I is like what you were going either. for. I don't like that word. Um, okay, fine. That's what okay. I, look, if you tried to chump, you can barely. Are you idling? When Bruce goes, when you're, when Bruce goes fishing, he wears a glove. I'd love to see him try and, and cut up bait and chum the water. Any deep sea fishers out there, Bruce loves deep sea fishing. Um, man, he would, you know. I take the opportunity uh, I, to go. You don't like the smell of fish, right, Bruce? Like, you, you queasy? <laughs> I don't mind that. It's just some of them are, are kind of sharp, so you need to fish glove. A fish glove for bluegills in All Central right, I'm going to have to skip this one then completely. But I hope, I hope, I hope, like, you have this though, right? The, like, it, is it your afternoon or is it the morning thing or when you're just kind of staring at the screen and not much is happening? Yeah, there is definitely, like, different hours of productivity in your day that you're going to be able to have, like, you know, your, your, your productivity meter is going to be higher at different times of the day. And you can't expect to be doing it for eight hours a day. That's kind of nuts. So I think what we're alluding to is make sure your most productive time is the time where you need to work on the clearest amount of work. So like the hardest projects that you have to tackle. So like if your productive time is in the morning, don't schedule a bunch of meetings during that time. Um, schedule that time to work on projects. And if your least productive day time is in the afternoon, schedule some meetings because you know you're going to be you know, um, held accountable to going to them. Right. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Chum- is that just a good idea? Maybe like a, <laughs> a wave runner, right. That's just kind of like kind of going in circles. Right. Um, I can't figure out the analogy. All right. Skip it. I think it's, <laughs> I think we, we got the point across though. But, um, okay. So you talked about getting out of the shop, like physically, and I know you're part-time in Chicago and in Champaign where the actual production is, which for people that don't know those areas is like two and a half hours of driving distance. Uh, two hours. If, uh, you're electric and you're not in traffic <laughs> two hours, I'm fully remote. That definitely helps, but who else? Somebody else said this too recently. It was just that afternoons they spend outside of the shop. I know Jared at Rockford Art Deli goes to co-working spaces a couple times a week, um, but that physical distance makes it so you aren't being poked in the shoulder as much, um, and you you know your team's going to go through the easiest path of of resistance to be able to get something done. And a lot of times that's you because you know, you've built the business, you are the answer person and physically not being there allows people, I think to self solve it a lot more and, or just not even responding. Like there was times where I was just let it sift and let somebody else grab it on Slack or answer that question. Yeah. I feel like when we see something, we say something because we were like, Oh, I'm just here. I'll just answer it. And then people are accustomed to coming to you for everything. Um, Andy Rudman has like some rules. I don't know where I heard them, uh, but somewhere he said it in a podcast. He said like, if you created the problem, come to me with a solution to discuss it. If you are the problem, acknowledge and change it or remove yourself. If the problem was solvable without my help and you come to me, you lose credibility. And I think that last one is like, if you can solve it without my help, and you come to me, you lose credibility. So like, I think part of management is actually not 
giving all your employees all the answers and letting them self-solve. But we just don't do that in business. 100%. I think along these lines are, uh, I personally, I don't know if you do this, but I try to shift locations in the afternoon. Something about like a fresh workspace. And it's almost like if you have two desks in kind of different rooms, if you can do this, um, it, it like resets your mind. Something happens where it, it like re allows you to focus back in. So it could be after a lunch, you know, you take it easy, whatever, read a couple articles and then come back in, but totally different location. Um, it, it allows you to focus in. And I actually personally just have this 15 inch laptop with no monitor. Cause I also find that the, all the windows and tabs and when everything is open creates more distraction versus just focusing on what I have to do, which is the smaller screen. 100%. But that combination there, I found to help a lot. hundred percent. For me, I like spending my mornings by myself and then going into the shop or then going into the office. Um, Cause like, you know, that's, that's kind of my day shift. I think the other thing that I find is that when I actually stop for 30 minutes and eat lunch, I have a much better afternoon. I don't know about you. Do you ever like stop and actually like sit down and like just eat your food instead of being like eating on the go or whatever? Yeah, I do that. And I also, which is nice with the dog. Um, I'll take him out on a walk and that helps to refresh or just listen to, you know, some, some like, you know, YouTube or something like that. Um, really helps to reset for the afternoon, but actually blocking that time to take it out. Bruce, what do you listen to when you're cranking on work? Are you listening to like podcasts? Are you listening to music? I have found this is weirdly dialed in, but I found the morning. I don't need to listen to anything. I like a little CNBC when I first started today, just like more background noise. And it is actually like financial stuff. And then afternoon, I need to play some sort of upbeat lo-fi beats is the Spotify playlist. And that keeps me going. No, lyrics though because i just for some reason can't focus with the lyrics and then that keeps me going till dinner time and that's how i get the most productive i'm sure everybody's different i know my wife is like she likes lyrics and she'll do that while she's studying or something else but uh that's my dialed in but you know what's crazy i know this but I don't always actually do it because you'll say, I'll just do one more thing. I'll just do one more thing. I just got to do this meeting. I just do that. And then eventually the day's over and I feel just more burnt out. Yeah. I think there's a couple of good books like power of habit, atomic habits. I think what we're talking about today is good habits for self-care of an owner or a manager. Um, so care for yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one I have got, there's this Chrome extension, which we'll link down in the description called just focus. And it's the simplest Chrome extension ever. I have found myself that when I'm waiting for something to either load or I have like a blank moment, I will hit a new tab and I'll open, you know, lifehacker.com or Reddit or Facebook, the groups or something like that. And you can add certain URLs to this plugin to auto block them. So essentially uh, you hit a tab, you try to go to it because it's almost like a habit, but I'll do that and it'll say like, nope, you can't go to it or whatever it is. And that blocks the habit from happening and allows me to get 
squeeze in some more productivity, especially in the afternoon. Is it Facebook? It is Facebook a lot of times. T-shirt forum. T-shirt forum. Shouts Digit out to Smith. our OG T-shirt forum. Did, Digit are, Smith. Are you a big shirt Digit board? Smith? You know the are shirt board is still Smith? active. No, Digit Smith seems to be good for buying used equipment though. But just, just Bruce being curious. Were you in um, shirtboard ever or T-shirt forums? No, no. Your OG Facebook. I, 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 uh, I was not a shirtboard guy. Um, I was, uh, probably in Josh Keen's first Facebook group. That's, that's probably where I got my, got my start. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Keen for Thank you, pioneering Josh. all of our wasted time. <laughs> all right. The other one I've got here is filling up your glass with boulders or sand. And this originally came from the traction book, uh, with organizing your day. And I think uh, this comes from the, the thought of as a business owner, you almost get this like feeling of accomplishment when you complete a task. And because of that, you complete the tasks that are easiest to do just to check stuff and get stuff off your to-do list. Unfortunately, I think as the business grows, those type of quick done tasks are the least like they add the least amount of value to the business growth long-term. And so the thought is start your day with the things that have the most effect when you get you rolling, like the biggest projects that have the most lift to the business and then end the day towards some of those smaller things. Super hard practice to do. I don't know uh, like how you feel like you're doing Farragut those, but awful. Um, yeah, I, I rate myself like a D but, but I was an F before. So, Hey, you're making progress. Uh, yeah. Humans will naturally trade like D priority items for a priority items as a defense mechanism to not do the a priority items. I've heard that from somewhere. I don't know who. Thank you. Okay. So that one's super helpful. And then, okay. The last one is assistance. <laughs> if you haven't hired an assistant, what I will say is that you're going to feel less worthy of being a business owner, which should be the opposite. You feel like I should be able to do this. This isn't worth the money. I could just do it. It's easy. It's just booking this flight. It's just booking this dinner reservation. It's just ordering this food. Um, oh, did you have a flight problem recently? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, well, we have a new EA starting and I was booking a last minute flight to Atlantic city. Um, thank you for everyone that we saw in Atlantic city. Nick Wood was like, come crash in our hotel. Just, you know, so I was like, great, I'll book a flight. And I didn't want to bother our new EA cause it was like, I hadn't given her my United login and stuff. So I was like, I'll just do it. So then I'm going to check in for my flight that's supposed to be on March 24th. And I realized I booked it for May 24th. So hmm. I real, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever. So I finally rebooked it, which is fine. Um, and then I sent it to her and said, I'm an idiot. And she goes, yeah, you are. That's okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I get into Philly and for those that go to Atlantic city, you have to drive to AC. So I was like, okay, I'll rent a car. 
So I rented a car on my phone and, you know, you type in Philadelphia and you think it's supposed to be at the Philadelphia airport. And I go to the nice man at the counter and he says, your car is 30 miles away and like somewhere else in Philadelphia. So, um, I didn't even get that right. And then, so I finally switched it and it was more expensive and thank goodness I didn't have to worry about booking my hotel. Thanks GraphX. Um, Nick Wood was my roommate for the weekend and, uh, that worked beautifully, but I, it was just reassuring to know that like I suck at booking flights, but like there are people on your team that are supposed to do their job because they're good at their job. And that's my story of why everyone needs an assistant, but it could be like answering emails, sending bills out, all of, all of those things like my mind is just in a billion other places. I can't even think straight, um, let alone book my own flights. Uh, and that's okay. So yeah, Bruce, yeah. Did you actually, did you, did you, did your flight get canceled or did you actually, were you just late? Did you miss it? No, it was canceled. Portugal. They had to fly literally some part in from France, which I was like, huh, they didn't have it. And couldn't swing over to Uline or something. Yeah. So but, hire an assistant. We, uh, we use tools like belay, um, is a great, 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 um, system for hiring a, a VA. And also like Chelsea Brinkley has been fantastic in hiring virtual assistants. Um, all like stateside, all on your team. Um, it is liberating what like Bruce said to have good admins on your team and good assistants. Yes. So belay it's belay solutions.com, which we've been using, which has been great. Um, we have somebody that does two hours a day, about 45 hours a month. And it's like, uh, 1800 bucks a month or so. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know if they've increased pricing for new folks. You could mention Printavo, which would be awesome, but they, um, they will. So, so he, here's the benefit I think that comes in is that as a business owner, we tend to take all of these little tasks and just say, we could do it. We could do it. We could do it. Cause that's what we've been trained to do. The problem is, is it's just like delegating to an actual team member, right? You shouldn't be doing those different things. And as a business grows, those little things add up to be a lot of time. So, you, you know, you may think it's just like five minutes here, three minutes there, eight minutes there, but over a day and over a week, it's insane how much time is wasted on stuff. Again, that doesn't grow the business that somebody else can actually handle and really likes doing to be able to help. Um, I leaned into that, especially with personal life and work. And so they were able to help, you know, Hey, we're going on a trip with my wife. Can you help just like book car and flight and stuff like that for there? And a couple of things to do or reservations. Um, it's surprising how many little things come up all the time Buy this stuff or that stuff um, from Amazon. It's, it's goofy. I, one time I was spending, it must've been like 20 minutes on a mouse. So somebody needed a mouse and I was like, okay, I'll go to Amazon. I was looking for a cheap one, but then I was like, eh, let me find something that's kind of nice. You know, that'll last longer. Oh, do they want ergonomic? Oh, should it be USB or wired? And somebody looked at my screen and was like, dude, you've been looking at this mouse for 15 minutes. Like hand that off to Amanda to be able to handle for you. Uh, but you know, I like the satisfaction of checking things off. I ordered that damn mouse though. <laughs> it was the we waste of time. We don't order wireless mice in our shop because the USB things get thrown around so much. So all mice at Campus Inc. are wired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I think the other thing is uh, 
to be able to not only step away, but take days off, you know, uh, it's great seeing everyone like at Atlantic city at the trade shows where everyone's getting away from your shop, but just getting away from the day to actually take a PTO day or a vacation day or a day to work on the house or do something completely different. Um, I think is really important and you should be able to do that. And I don't think, you know, owners give themselves enough time off or managers to give themselves enough time off. And, and I think that's, that's also important. Um, you know, so that you can just do whatever you want, like have a personal day. Do you take, do you take personal days? No, I haven't. I mean, other than if I'm just like actually going somewhere, but I should try that. You know, Justin actually mentioned something. I still remember to this day where he said, it's your business. You don't have to run it. Like you're supposed to, you can run it however you want. And that he's right. Like, I don't know. You want to go all to the baseball game on Friday or Thursday or this, you know, in the morning, everybody will figure it out. Um, just do it. So you shouldn't feel guilty. I think, I think employees realize that you're on 24 seven when you own a company and they'll cut you some slack, you know, and, and they want you to get away from the shop and they want you to go have fun with your family and they want you to vacation because they want the same for themselves. I, I haven't seen a salty employee say like, Oh, that, you know, that owner isn't working hard enough or whatever. Like it's usually the opposite of, we just want the owner of the shop to get away and do their thing so we can work too, you know? Um, but that's pretty funny. Like run your business, how you want to run it. Not how you think it's supposed to like what everyone perceives it as. Boom. All right. I think that's a good, I think that's a good episode. Any, you got a lot of meetings today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my gap here. This is my fun gap. Go chum the waters. Uh, go chum the waters. Thanks for listening, Print Hustlers. We'll see you on the next episode. We've got some awesome guests lined up. I'm Bruce from Prince Alice with Stephen Farring. Bye.